Welcome to episode 34 of the Cards and Cartridges podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, aka OG Retro. I'm here with my man, Chris Koozie Retro Games. I feel like we're back from like a week hiatus or something. What's going on, brother? Doing good. Uh, How are you? It's been a slow week at work, which has been nice. Um, but I've just been in like a weird, funky mindset like recently. I haven't had motivation to like work, resell, collect, nothing. So I'm just in a little bit of a rut. I think it's, I mean, me as well. I think it's just the time of the year, a little bit of the, the winter, the, yeah. you know, I mean, dude, you just got engaged. Hold up. Uh, oh yeah. I got engaged this past weekend. You're talking about fucking being sad, but you got engaged. That's <laughs> something to be happy about. So yes, yeah, so uh, I proposed to my congratulations girlfriend. Congratulations uh, in the, in the comments, uh, wherever you're listening, drop a comment saying congratulations to Mr. Kuzi. Tell the story. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, this, the, the 23rd, so not this previous area listed us, but this area before, uh, I proposed to my five-year girlfriend, Becca. So we are now engaged. Um, did a nice, cute little fall date in downtown Rochester, Michigan. We went to a the Yates Cider Mill and got a beer and walked around downtown Rochester for a little bit. And then we stumbled upon the gazebo outside the outside the Rochester Hills Public Library, and her family was there. My family was there. It was all hmm. decorated and nice with streamers and balloons and will you marry me romantic stuff. And uh, your boy Kuzi got down on one knee, and now he's got a fiance. Hey, hell yeah, Kuzi, let's go! Very proud of you, my guy. But let's get into this week's episode. We got some exciting topics for you. We're going to be talking about a nice little bolo, talking about strategy guides and different things you might want to look out for there. We're going to be talking about uh, this topic I, I created or had some help creating due to a conversation I had with some individual uh, this past week. Do you, excuse me, do you need to play the game to have an opinion on the game? And uh, that can be TCG, that could be uh, video game. Uh, and I think that'll lead us into some very interesting topics. Uh, we're going to talk about the N64 online debacle. They're charging crazy money for it. And it's not really what we thought it was going to be. Uh, it's, it's not exciting. We're going to be talking about our thoughts on celebrations post-release. The set's been out for a couple of weeks now. We're going to talk about our predictions for the future, what we think the prices are going to settle at. And finally, we will end with an, uh, a brand new segment with a working title. We still don't know what we really <laughs> are going to call this. It is going to be called the impression segment for now. And it's going to be us doing a uh, notable video game or trying our best to do video game impressions and video and sounds from video games. I think it's just going to be hilarious. It's going to be funny. Chris approached me with this topic. I instantly said yes. Let's get into it, Chris. The Bolo, guys, every week we come at you with the Be on the Lookout for. What are we talking about? Strategy guides, Chris. When you're looking at strategy guides, why would you why would you look out for them? So I think the first thing to talk about here is there's multiple different, I guess, brands of strategy guides you can look into. True. There is Nintendo Power. There is uh, Sega Vision, Game Informer. The list goes on. I would say the most notable ones are Nintendo Powers and the ones that people want the most. So besides you're that, missing like Prima and Brady Games though too. Prima and Brady Games are also on the list. Those are um, pretty notable. Would you agree that Nintendo Power is kind of the most sought after one though? Well, the thing is Nintendo Power is only for Nintendo games. So that's why I'm hesitant to say yes on that. I would say mm-hmm. 
they're very sought after, but Prima strategy guides cover mo- like they have game guides for everything. So I'm going to say, and, and they still, from a reseller's perspective, they still sell well. So especially if you, f- so kind of equate maybe the price of a strategy, the strategy guide to how expensive the game actually is. So if you're finding strategy guides for expensive games, more likely than not, the strategy guide's also going to be expensive. Yeah, that hundred percent true. I'd say pretty much across the board. I mean, you look at some of the Pokemon strategy guides, they get pretty pricey. I mean, you look at like Emerald, I think is like a $40, $50 guide. Crystal, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pokemon yellow one with the stickers in it. That's a very expensive guide. Um, and, and I think that's another thing. Some of these guides have like limited edition kind of collectibles, like stickers or different maps. Um, I mean, some of the Nintendo powers have cards. I know the Nintendo power guide for, uh, I think we talked about this last week, maybe the Nintendo power guide for the trading card game. I think has the Venusaur promo in it, which yeah. is crazy. Uh, so I think I think there are some guides that are definitely worth looking out for and guides in general. That's kind of what I was thinking when I came up with this bolo or like most guides are going to have some value, believe it or not. I think it's an underrated thing to still sell. I've said it for a while. I mean, yeah. both of us have experienced reselling Nintendo powers in our live claim sale Thursday night, twitch.tv slash OG retro and they do really well for both of us. People like them. People, for sure. people love them. So keep an eye out for games. They're also really fun to collect. I mean, some of them are still cheap. And even like Nintendo Powers, I'd say average price we sell Nintendo Powers for is between like 8 and $12. Yeah, they're about that. And they're, they're going up in price. And there is 100 pages pretty much per guide of just gaming goodness. Chris should trademark that term gaming goodness. Gaming goodness. He says lot. that every time. I and I get, I I get like a little, Nintendo powers. I'm not going to lie. I get a little grossed out every time you say it. And I don't know why. I don't know why. It just gives you like a gross feel. It's hard to describe a Nintendo power. Cause you can't use like Kirby, <laughs> Zelda, gaming goodness, poster. Yeah, but every time you say it, I just, a little Frick. part of me. Your toes sweet. curl. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's that feeling. Um, but I think we covered strategy guys. It's good guys. Look out for those strategy guys out there. Be on the lookout. If you find, you know, uh, I mean the Holy grail, imagine, imagine finding an earthbound strategy guide. Just, I got one. I same, but, and I've found, I found that in like a, a random lot as well. So you, it's out. They are out there. Quick. Uh, yeah. Can I answer with a quick side bolo? Quick side bolo. It's a side bolo shipping tip. Just want to get you guys. Make sure if you're going to be reselling through the holidays coming up or you're planning on vamping up your reselling in the holidays, Mm -hmm. stock up on your shipping supplies now. A lot of people are going to be buying shipping your supplies for the holidays. So prices may be going up. And also the um, you're not going to be able to find as much or it's going to take longer to get to you. The last thing you want to do with the holiday season coming up is waiting on bubble mailers. That's a great point, Chris. I should definitely – I definitely have enough small bubble mailers, but maybe – the poly mailers, the big ones that I yep. wrap boxes and stuff. I need those. Stock uh, up on your so it's a good point. Great tip. Shout out there. to Young Games. Young Games taught me that one. Hell yeah. Young Games, great guy. Check him out. He's all over everything. Young Games 916, I think it is. Um, but let's go to the next topic. Here we go. Little bit of a controversial one, only because it stemmed from a, a true story, and I won't go into it, but do you need to play the game to have an opinion on the game? And I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to start this off because I'm fired up about it. 
Um, Hit me with it. So I direct context. This was relating to the infamous game I love to hate on MetaZoo. Um, and my opinion, uh, basically someone was trying to tell me that in order to have an opinion on the game, you needed to play the game. And to me, that's wrong because, and I, here's why, okay? Here's why. You don't have to play the game to have an opinion on the game because there's so many more aspects to uh, a TCG like MetaZoo or let's use something else even, like a video game. There's so many more aspects to gameplay than actual, the, the, I mean, so many more aspects to the game being good than just gameplay or that like, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. in related to MetaZoo, I was like, hold up now. I personally don't think the art is that great. I personally don't love the way they promote it, right? I personally uh i don't i don't think they are doing a good job distributing it i know they're a new tcg and it's tough but like i cannot like the game for that reason like i can choose to not like the game for that reason and so i just think i don't think i i think if i if i said i don't like how the game plays i would be a liar i don't know i don't know much mm -hmm. about the game however i did hear that the game is near unplayable because you can't get the cards like you can't i think it's going to change a little bit with this new set they're coming out with the nightfall i think they printed a little better but yeah nobody's been able to play the game yet so we don't even know if this i was talking to catch a craze i don't know if he wants that in there but that's it's it's on the air now uh <laughs> i was talking to my buddy and he was saying like yeah nobody's able to get the boxes or open up the boxes to play the game and i'm just like that's dumb so Googling real quick, uh, magiccardinvestor.com says, and I think these numbers are as of early April 2021, so it is a little outdated, but it's just a quick Google search. Um, the regular first editions will be shipping uh, in a few waves starting September 20, summer 2021, and an increase of an, a 10x increase from the Kickstarter, and there was only 25,000 booster boxes. It's crazy. 25,000 booster boxes, 10,000 spell books, 20,000 blister packs, and 5,000 of each theme deck. That's like so little. Yeah. Um, but like, it's not, I mean, ripping on MetaZoo isn't the point of this topic. Chris, do you think, with, with what I just said, do you think you need to play the game to have an opinion on the game? I don't think so. Because it's got to have something initially to bring you into it. If there's nothing off the bat, whether it be the artwork, how they promote it, the accessibility to it, if you can't get something, why would you want to even play it? Right. Unless it's something that you've like experienced before in the future. Say like a PS5. You've played PS4, PS3, PS2, PS1. You know what PlayStation has to offer. So you want a PS5, even though it's hard to obtain right now. Right. MetaZoo is something brand new. And if they haven't given you anything to want the desire to play or collect it, why would you try to go out of your way or pay reseller scalper prices to actually play the game? Exactly. And I don't know. And it, it's interesting with that one too, specifically, because like with me, I would love to play a new TCG. Like that excites me. New trading card games excite me. And I don't know if I've said on the podcast before, but the guys at MetaZoo actually reached out to me before they, before this game was a thing. 
reached out to me in my DMs on Instagram and uh, like asked if I wanted to, you know, get some of the cards and they were about to start the Kickstarter. I was like, yeah, sure. They ghosted me after that. And if you guys want to see those <laughs> images, I do have those still. I still have those screenshots. Um, but it just is what it is. I think, I think we gotta just, just realize that nah, it, you, you don't have to play the game to have an opinion on the game. So what, I know you've kind of had some opinions on how it was released and the backing behind that. Do you think it was strategically planned or maybe they rushed it? Or what are your thoughts about it coming out now? Kind of when we're at like the TCG peak of forever. Did that oh, cross I, your mind at all? It, I think, I don't know. It's a good question. I think, I don't know when exactly it dropped. It probably did drop right in the heart of the, the TCG boom. Um, it was probably planned. It was probably, or at least at the very, at the very least, like cock rocked and ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, and like, I mean, good on them in one way, but also bad, like, and you guys can make, I, this wasn't a question to rip on MetaZoo. Again, this was just, uh, just, just a question about, do you need to have an opinion on uh on the game to play the game or do you need to play the game to have an opinion on the game and i think no and i think that rings true with uh with metazoo now what do you think about that from like a video game perspective though it's i th- feel like it's more difficult from a video game perspective because yeah. maybe it may be like a new rpg that comes out and you know you like rpgs or a new whatever side-scrolling shooter that comes out that you know you like side-scrolling shooters so i feel like you're gonna be more accustomed it's to completely- playing a new it's- game that comes out definitely different and here's why i'll tell you why just because like pokemon for instance i don't like playing the game right i don't like the trading card game pokemon but i collect pokemon because of the art and because of nostalgia because of the the bridge it uh has between the games the anime like the cartoon that kind of stuff like it's more than just the trading card game and -hmm. that's why i think metazoo is like it yeah maybe I know no hate if you appreciate the art, you know what I mean? Like that's cool. Then that's a reason to collect it, I guess. I'm not gonna hate on that. Um, but then a video game is way more, I think to have to have more than like a very face value opinion on a video game, you need to play it. Mm-hmm. Because video games are about the gameplay. You can like the art style of the game and you can like like the soundtrack if you've heard a couple sounds from it. But I don't think you could say object like or just like end all be all that a game is good or bad if you never played it or something like that. Yeah. Now, do you think MetaZoo could correct your opinion in the future? Say they do more print runs, say they come out with an online version of it. Like what could MetaZoo do to win you back or get you interested? Have you side question? Have you even like, do you know how to play the game? No. I don't think many people, I don't even think people that own the cards do. Yeah. It's just more they're co- investing. Are they even collecting or are they just investing in it? I think people are falsely investing in it. And I think people are, I think people, some people genuinely think it's cool, whether that's, I think they have the feeling that they think it's cool, whether that's a feeling of just like kind of that like popular thing, like popular mentality thing. Like this is what the mm-hmm. popular kids are into right now. Like, let's go with that. Or like, 
whatever. Like, I think that's a real feeling that people might have, but I think to win me back, I'd love to see better availability so it can actually be played like by me and someone that might want to play it. Uh, I'd want to see like less resale prices are kind of crazy on them, aren't they? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'd want to see less sketchy promotion tactics. Like it just seems like they're partnering with the wrong people. And like, I don't know. It could be a cash grab. It's just what it seems like. I don't, know. I don't want to say absolutes. I, I don't want, again, I didn't want to make this a hate on MetaZoo topic, but it seems to have turned into one. I don't mind the artwork. I'm scrolling through some of the cards here online and I don't really mind the artwork. I like how they're, I like how like the base of the card is red. Mm. That looks nice to me. I am scrolling through some of these cards on this uh, magiccardinvestor.com mm-hmm. and every single card is off center. <laughs> That's funny. Just like with the photo, something's totally random. Every single card is off center. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I. I don't know. I just. I don't love the art. I think it's. It's just that. Eh. Like it's just that. Eh. But anyways, let's go. Let's talk about. Uh, I, we can rant on this too. Shit, this is gonna be a ranty. A, let's actually let's cut it up with some goodness. We'll talk about uh, thoughts on celebration. We'll talk about a good TCG now. Uh, thoughts on celebrations post-release price predictions for the future as we know pokemon celebrations has now been out for about two weeks we've opened the product we've seen it gotten in our hands chris what do you think about it i've been more than happy chris like i think i've said it before in a previous episode after coming off stuff like champions path boost uh booster styles battle styles chilling rain even evolving skies it's just been like these just like hard sets to pull good stuff from. And even when you pull like a full art, it's still like $2 or whatever. Yeah. Or the VMAX cards. This whole celebration set is just every single card is a hollow, which is nice because in the other sets, a hollow is a quote unquote hit. Um, every single card's a hollow. And it's just, there's so many just notable nostalgic cards, but I feel like the pull rates on these cards are even like greater too. Like you pulled what five Blastoises? I think I pulled like six or seven now. And it may not be the most expensive card, but it's a fun card to pull. It's nostalgic. You get pumped when you pull it. And it's it, the value for the set too is holding. I mean, it. so it came out of the gate pretty strong. Every set does though. Yeah, exactly. Every gate. Uh, and, and now it's, it's settled to numbers that I was, I don't know if I was expecting them, but given how much we've seen this set has been printed, like it really has lived up to the printing demand. It, it makes sense. Like Blastoise is selling for $15. Now uh, I think yeah. Charizard's like maybe 70 or something. Um, I think it's still hovering around like one ten ish. Hell yeah. Um, beyond, maybe like 80 bucks. Like, so I pulled the gold, I pulled the gold, full gold Mew uh, in our claim sale yeah. last week for Gonzo Lee. And that's like an $80, $70, card. Yeah. So there's a lot of hits. That's a, that's the cool thing about the set. A lot of hits in the set. There's a lot of like, I mean, so the pack price, I looked at TCG actually right before we started TCG players got the pack price hovering around $6.50 to $7. And so with the single pack price still being that 
it's actually it's solid values to it's it's surprising kind me. Of shocking to me because yeah. what what did you used to sell that you i mean i think i've sold champions path up to like nine dollars a pack before or yeah. something like that right right sorry for hearing my dog's barking and no you're all perks good. Of being at home but and, yeah uh, i sold but champions just... path pack like up to nine dollars a pack when you're literally looking for like two cards but in this celebrations you have so many cards and out of the out of the gate first day people are selling packs for like i know ryan was selling packs for like seven bucks a pack yeah which i thought was a great price and yes there's only four cards in a in a pack but i mean there's in a normal pack i mean i would take the four cards and every card being a hollow versus a normal pack where you're not even guaranteed a hollow and there's nine cards or whatever yeah no i totally agree it's it's a great set it uh i think it like it kind of did what it said it was going to do i wish there was more I wish they, I wish it was a bigger set. Like I wish they, cause what do we have? 20, is it like 25 and 25 or something? It's close to that. Yeah. It's, it's close so to like a total of like, which is nice for people that want to go for the full set. Yeah. But it could get repetitive. And I think that's kind of what, how I feel. I feel like if they added uh, 10, 15 more cards, it would have been even better. What if um, Pokemon comes out with like a DLC? <laughs> That'd be cool. DLC celebration set. I think that the uh um the, like I said the print the print run has been great too. Like I've everybody who's like kind of wanted to get one can get one. And maybe yeah. that's part of like still Target and Walmart and these stores implementing the like per how many you can purchase at a time. But I've seen so many just pictures of Target and they have like three full shelves of ETBs. Yeah. Oh, me too. So I mean it's great. It's great. I'm glad people are opening it. And as far as price predictions for the future, I think we're going to see this set kind of just drop for a while. And uh, I, I could see, like, for instance, Blastoise is at $15 right now. I could see Blastoise maybe hitting a low of, like, 12 being, like, a $12 card. And then rising over time, I think, as Celebrations gets rare, it's going to be a set that I think will appreciate nicely, even though it yeah. was printed wildly. I think... Uh, and the and the the PSA sales so far are strong on it too. I say so. I think a, a set with kind of wild quality control too. Not the best, not the worst. A little yep, bit variable. I was going to bring there. that up. Are we going to see kind of a evo- taking the Charizard for example? Yeah. Are we going to see an evolutions example where there's 500 PSA tens and 9,000 PSA nines? It's possible, but I don't think it's as bad as that. <laughs> Give me another prediction in three years. Are there going to be more PSA 10 rainbow charges from champions path, which is probably up to near six grand now or PSA 10 evolutions, Charizards. I'm not evolutions. No odd celebrations. Oh, uh, just because I take the rainbow Charizard. I think like most one that people pulled and submitted unless, unless PSA, you got to remember PSA still had bulk submission rates when that was a thing. When Rainbow Charizard came out, I believe. Yeah. Um. So unless there's bulk submission rates, I don't think so. You got to think about that because, yeah. like, I I don't think I've ever thought about that before until this conversation. But like, until we get bulk submission rates back, I don't know if we're really gonna see the absolute craziness that we've seen. 
I got my PSA order back from August 2020 this week. I know. And me and my buddy were sitting down and opening it up. And he's kind of got this vintage binder of just hollows and it's kind of some uncommon stuff. Not your typical base jungle fossil hollows. And he's like, I really fucked up. Like, why didn't I take advantage of $12 a card when it was there? Like, why didn't I just oh grade God. everything? Yeah. Like, I fucked just, up. You, it's $12. You're not going to miss that. And you're, it's just going to increase the value more than $12 every single time. Every time I uh, fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh it's it, hindsight 2020 it's all good uh we got to move on from that let's go quick, into one the... last question yeah last question i think the only thing people are bitching about and what are your thoughts on the ultra premium collections what do you mean like are they cool like people or... can't people can't get them and just like the resale prices yeah i think they're 150 and people are trying to sell them for like 350 or 300 to 350 yeah, or something even more than that and that's a that's how it goes with every ultra premium collection it seems like um that's a very limited product that pokemon produces i hate it on purpose it's not meant to be an etb right and uh it sucks that people kind of do that and take advantage of uh you know the scalping or whatever you want to call it um and when they have two metal cards in there that kind of helps it's actually more it's like four metal cards like wow yeah it's pretty cool it's a pretty cool bundle so I think if you got your hands on one of those, keep it sealed. I think that's going to be the only thing really worth a lot of money from celebrations. Do you think the ETBs will ever go under retail? No. Even even the shittiest. I well, I guess battle styles ETBs are probably like forty five right now or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious actually. What are battle styles ETBs? That's like arguably the shitt- shittiest set that's released. Uh. I want to say they're under retail. I want to say they're like 35 bucks. No way. It could be possible. Oh, that's an open one. I was like, no way. I saw <laughs> one is 22. Uh, you can get one $45 free shipping on eBay. So after tax and shit, it's like 50 something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They're cheap. Oh, no. So, yeah, it, don't. They're cheap as fuck. $40, $15 shipping. Yeah. So it's interesting, man. It is interesting. <laughs> Definitely. Next conversation. Let's go into, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the $30 Nintendo 64 online inspect. In, I was about to call it an inspection expansion to uh, Nintendo Switch online with uh and 64 games i was hyped for it and then as i found out details found out how much it was going to cost i instantly got unhyped for it and i'm even more unhyped and even glad that i didn't buy it now that i've heard uh some of the things that are coming out heard i've heard a lot of shit man uh i've heard there's terrible lag i've heard there's games lacking original textures um the online capabilities of some of the games basically unplayable i've seen some of my homies on instagram try and play with each other just not able to because the online sucks so did the genesis one come out yet or no i don't think so i believe it is just n64 uh right now but i could be wrong maybe but that genesis 30 that 30 dollar increase includes both genesis and n64 yeah so let me run through real quick for the people who don't know. And Ryan, you can. I'm going to go through uh, each system one by one and just give me your thoughts on kind of the games uh, included. Yeah. So N64, we have Dr. Mario, Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, 
Sin and Punishment, which never came out in the U.S., um, Star Fox 64, Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Win Back, and Yoshi's Story. There's a good list of games, but if they, if they don't work and they don't have the original textures, then get out of here, Nintendo. Come on now. Do it right or don't do it at all, and 30 bucks is a lot. I It, it just feels like a... It feels like the type of list of games they would have on like the N64 Classic Edition. Right. Like they have Sin and Punishment, which never came out in the US. And I think on Super Nintendo Classic, they had a Star Fox 2, which never came out in the US. The only one that threw me for a loop was Winback. How many people like have like nostalgia for Winback? Like, why not swap that with 007? 007 is hard to get because it's a rare title and it's licensed by rare. So it's a little tricky. Uh, uh but yeah i agree i don't know i don't i've never played win back but maybe maybe it's just us maybe that people have played it i don't know uh but i think they're made it like they could have done like a fighting game or something or like a race another racing if they game. were the wrestling games the wrestling games were so popular right i i could have seen a good wrestling title i wonder if there's licensing that. rights that's it that's, the, the names they, as you can see it's all first party nintendo stuff so uh, I'm gonna hit you with the uh, included games in the Sega Genesis pack, and there are yeah. more for Sega Genesis. Yeah, um, Castlevania Bloodlines, Car- Contra Hard Corps, Doctor Robotniks, Echo the Dolphin, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, uh, Fantasy Star Four, Rai Star, Shining Force, Shinobi Three, Sonic Two, Streets of Rage Two, and Strider. Honestly, a fire list of games for the Genesis. I think it takes into like every account of like what people would want to play. I agree. There's a lot of good games there. So, I mean, it is good value maybe if the games work and everything looks good and you can play with your friends. I think that's cool. There's a lot of good stuff there. But as of now, it sounds like there's, like I said, really bad, bad lag. And, you know, there's original textures in the, in the Zelda game that are lacking. Uh, and so that's kind of weird. Like you're paying all this money, only get a half-ass experience. I'm not about it. Uh, Nintendo do better. I hope they fix this if it's not already fixed. Um, like you would hope with a people company are saying, like Nintendo that it would come out strong out of the gate and they wouldn't have to do patches and bug updates. And like, I can't see like bug updates, but something where people are saying it's unplayable yeah. is not of the quality we're expecting. After looking at the list of games, I mean, you're getting one, two, three, five, 10, 14 like 23 to 25 games for an extra 30 bucks a year. And we, like I said, we have to look at this of somebody who doesn't already have the games on their shelf. They're looking at it as somebody who's like, Oh my God, I play these as a kid for 30 bucks. You can get, you can't even get like one of these games really for 30 bucks. No, but I guess the point is like, this comment i'm reading this comment on the verge.com cmnd underscore commented i'm gonna i'm gonna read this whole thing because he sums it up perfectly nintendo does not care about its customers it does not care about its online offerings homebrew and community developed emulators are significantly outperforming nintendo's official n64 service with respect to things like input lag and proper rendering of the games with Homebrew, you can play Super Mario 64 at 60 frames per second with full widescreen support, better textures, and draw distances than Nintendo's SM64 release in All-Stars or on the N64 emulator. It's the same way with many other games, and I can attest to that. It is. 
The input lag is atrocious. The online stability is downright broken. And the fidelity and quality of the graphics slash art does not match the original titles or other ROMs on other emulators. $50 for such a limited and broken experience is insulting to every single Switch owner. Wow. And I agree, <laughs> dude. It is. It is kind of whack. We pay Nintendo tons of money, and this is the best they can do. And it's time after time. We've seen this with their online service, plenty of the ports that they've brought over from the Wii U. It's always just feels like we're getting a little robbed. And that's how I do feel again. Do you think it's just like Nintendo in general? Like, we don't think of Nintendo as an online multiplayer company. Say PlayStation or or like xbox whatever microsoft or sony put this out as their own thing i would think the online capability would be better because they're used to it but then on the it already side, is. it's a major it's a major gaming company like they should know what they're doing yeah i don't see i, I don't see are you saying we should give nintendo a break or what are you saying or we shouldn't give nintendo a break no i'm just saying like is there any re like where am i going with this like like I said, you don't think of Nintendo as an online multiplayer company. A lot of these Nintendo games are family games, single player with your buddies on the couch. But there's no uh, reason they shouldn't be, you know? I know. Especially because they so promised the, it, you know? And I, I, so, yes, I'm ticked about how it's running and all that. I'm not ticked about the list of games and I'm not ticked about the price. You have to think of this as somebody who doesn't know how to emulate, somebody who doesn't know how to run ROMs, and somebody who doesn't know how that they can just grab the game off their shelf with their collectible N64. This is Joe and Sally in the three. But they have to make it run right for the price, bro. Yes. It has to be a perfect experience if it's going to be a $50 price. Because I guarantee it's just as easy to go to the eShop than it is it is to go on Google and type in retro arc. Like it's just as easy. People can figure it out. I think, I think you're, uh, you are, what's it called? Giving them too much benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I think people, I think people do have a little bit more, uh, you know, ability, but anyways, I, 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 neither here nor there. Nintendo needs to do better. I'd like to see, uh, just a better game, like a better working games. And that's really it. Um, but to end it out with something fun, a little less ranty, Chris came with to, to me with a, a segment today, and we don't know what we're going to call it really yet, but we have a working title. It's called The Impression Segment, and uh, he said it's notable video game character sayings or sounds that we have to recreate. Chris, do you want to give us an example? Yep. So you guys will see how this goes. I've got some written down. We can go through all of them. We can't. We'll see how it plays out. Um Ryan can give his, I can give mine. We're probably going to botch these. It's going to be funny. You guys can play along at home. And if you guys also have any ideas of what to call this segment, please leave a comment or DM one of us and we'll pick one out and we'll give you a shout out on the next podcast. Hell yeah. Okay. Basically, I would say go like, give me your best rendition of EA Sports. It's in the game. Okay. Okay. Classic, yeah, but he's to clear his throat, sit yeah. up a little bit. <clears throat> EA Sports. It's in the game. That was a good one. I feel like you that was pretty good. Deep, you got to get the deep voice going. I feel like that was pretty good. Let's hear yours. Do yours. EA Sports. It's in the game. Yeah, that was good. That was good too. All right. Okay. Give me your best Mortal Kombat. Finish him. Okay, I don't really know this one that well. I haven't. Finish like, him. Yeah. 
Yeah, basically. Finish him. That's yeah. not good. That was not a good one. Okay. Um, okay. Um, do you know what the guy says when the dogs are coming in zombies? What does he say? You do it. Fetch me their souls. Okay. Yeah. But he gets, it's really, yeah, it's like, it's a specific. Yeah. I remember that. That creeps me out. <laughs> um, trying to think. Give me your, I... Do you know what Yoshi says? Like, what does Yoshi say? <laughs> yeah, that's one. Or you can be like, Yoshi. No. <laughs> Yoshi. Yoshi. It's really nasally. Yeah, you're right. All right. What about do your best Pikachu impression? Oh, man. I don't even know. Like the, I kept trying to think of like the tone. It's really high pitched. He is a mouse. It is a mouse. Does he even just say Pika Pika? It's like Pika Pika. That was decent. That, that was decent. What's yours? Yeah, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> Eek. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh... Um, I'll give you an easy one. Pac-Man. <laughs> Didn't even come to it on the mic. It's like, waka, 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 waka. <laughs> what about uh, Mario? It's me, Mario. That was bad. Trash. That was way too deep, I feel. It's me. It's me, Mario. That is closer. It's me, Mario. Wahoo. Okay, that was OG. Gotta get the wahoo. I don't think I know. I don't really. Do you know any? What other? That's really all the ones I had written down. And I think it'd be something fun to like a episode in the future. Maybe like if you just think of some or Google like notable game sounds and like. Yeah, we got to come up with a a couple of funny ones. That'd be fun. I like this segment. We got to. We got to continue to brainstorm it, guys. Think of a, a name we should do for it, and then also more, more uh, sounds that we should try and recreate with our voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, anything else today, man? I think this was a good episode. So I messed up and I didn't ask for a viewer question this Can week. Go back in the archives, Sorry. or I'm uh, I'm scrolling right now. We have we have an easy one. Um, we'll hit this real quick while I'm scrolling. Catch a craze says Coke or Pepsi. Okay. Uh, neither. 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 Are you not a big pop guy? Not a big soda guy. Uh, you're gonna say soda. Not a big soda guy. Yeah, I like Pepsi. You like Pepsi? Yeah, I don't like. Uh, if I had to drink soda, it would be uh, Sprite. What's your favorite dessert? Ice cream, brother. What flavor? Ooh. Just basic and probably just a cookies and cream or yeah. like crazy if you get the uh the fucking americone dream from ben and jerry's absolutely it's americone dream it is like um it's chocolate covered waffle cone pieces oh. with caramel swirls and chocolate chunks i think in a vanilla ice cream are you a bowl, sugar cone, or waffle cone type of guy? If I'm out to a ice cream place, absolutely waffle cone. Yep. If I'm at my house, right out the container. What about you? <laughs> I'm a waffle cone type of guy. What I if like you're at your cones. home? 
I put it. All right, so I put it in a bowl, yeah. and then I like mash it up and stir it around so it turns into like a yogurt consistency. You're a five year old. You're a legitimate <laughs> five year old. I did that when I was five. I cannot wait to post this everywhere. <laughs> and There's I still no way it. you still do that. Yes, I still do it. I don't even. I, I don't microwave it. I just mash it up and stir. No, it I know exactly. You make soup, bro. That's yes. what we did when we were five years old. I can't. And I'm 23 and I still, still do, do it. That's so cute. Oh my gosh. So cute. <laughs> That's so wow. Wow. Well, with that, we're going to end it on that note, guys. Thank you for listening. As always, have a great rest of your week. Make sure you're tuned in everywhere. Uh, Claim sales Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Hit that like button, subscribe button, follow button, notification button, bell button. Uh, Mm -hmm. Five-star review on the Apple Pods would be sick. Write something crazy. I don't even care if you comment something absolutely wild. Best comment will get read on the podcast. I'm saying that right now best comment the most outrageous comment will get read thank you guys have a wonderful rest of your week peace see ya